0: Here's Michael at the foul line, a shot on Elo, good! The Bulls win, it!
1: they win it! Don't you open your mouth about the best, or I'm gonna send it for you real quick, L.O.B. Listen, we're talking about practice, not a game, not a game, not a game, we're talking about practice. Lewis gets it to LeBron, for three for the win, yes! LeBron James and the
0: Bulls. mindset when you stepped in the batter's box.
2: Go yard. I mean, <laughs> I'm a pitcher. Why not swing
1: as hard as I can? I got nothing to lose. It's nothing to man above. Don't put you in situations that you can't handle. Instead of saying, why me? They're saying, this is what he want me to do. And,
2: uh, Cleveland! This is for you!
1: The way we approach the game is the same way we approach life. You do the right thing. You make the right play. You make the right play. And life, is the same thing. What do you feel in your heart is the right thing to do? And you do that. You know, it seems so simple, but sometimes the simplest things are the hardest things to do. And, um, uh, I think it's just that.
0: Welcome to What The Game
2: Me To Me. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of What The Game Means To Me, live. I uh, got my guy, AJ Cheeseman, today. Newest signee of CAB Madeira, so wanted to get him on the podcast for sure. I'm going to let him go ahead and introduce himself and, uh, you know, what he's about.
1: All right, man. I appreciate you for having me, dog. You know, I just, I'm just, I'm happy to be here. You know, that's anything, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, just to be able to talk, talk about the game, anything like that, I'm always excited to do, so...
2: First things first, I always ask my guests. Of course, the name of the podcast is what the game means to me. So what's the game of basketball mean to you, man?
1: Personally, the game of basketball, it it means dang near everything to me. If you know me, anybody that knows me knows anything other than God and family, like right after that is basketball. So I put my all into it. You know, it's something that made me uh, basically who I am. And it's something that's going to help me get to be who I want to be in the future. So it, it means everything. Of
2: course, of course. Who was, um, like, some like, you know, idols growing up, you know, what made you start playing in the first place?
1: Man, so usually, you know, I would say, of course, you got your guys. Like, I love, everybody knows, I love, love, love watching Shaq and Kobe when I was little. Mm-hmm. But the biggest ones were people that were more personal to me. So you got guys like Brandon Goodwin, mm-hmm. you know, like Will William, yeah. Nate Mason, mm-hmm. guys that's from around our
2: area. Yeah, yeah.
1: Personally, you know, it yeah. makes me, like, Man, I could do that too, you know. So, guys like that are the ones that I truly looked up to the most.
2: Yeah, exactly. Lou will definitely stamp. in our area. Know, everybody yes. already knows that. Brandon Goodwin too. Yeah. He used to always drop 20-30 no matter who he was playing against.
0: Every time. Every <laughs> time.
2: Yeah, man. Uh of course, like I said, well me you knowing you, of course, like I said, we were teammates, you know, for about a year, year or so. Um, of course, basketball, I know, is your game. But, you know, you used to be a multi-sport athlete. You used to play football a little bit. Um, what, I guess, stirred you into the direction of, uh, you know, strictly going
1: basketball? Man. Yeah, for anybody that doesn't know, football was my first sport, first love. I love football to death. I love it so much. But um, I don't know. It was just... The AAU team that I was on, the guys that I was around, I was around some really highly ranked guys and guys that were really mm-hmm. good at basketball. And me being a competitor, I, I really wanted to be on that level. So, um, you know, I just started working a little bit harder at it. And then, you know, those that springtime, when you have spring mm-hmm. football and then AAU start, I said, mm-hmm. I, come, I went up to the football coaches. I told them, I said, hey, man, I want to, uh, if, if I have a basketball engagement, I'm, I'm going to put that over football for right now. You know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. I, that i know i'm good at football i can do this in my sleep but basketball i want to get better at so of course it was some disagreements mm-hmm. and you know some things were said uh, you can't do this in basketball but you can be this in football and i'm a very stubborn person you tell me i can't do it. <laughs> i'm
2: gonna
1: do it yeah, exactly. so of course I, I said okay forget it i quit football i can come back whenever i want i quit mm-hmm. I, I, from that day on i was just like man i'm about to put my time into basketball and that's what i did and that's just really what made me want to pursue it, you know, and that's just, that's when I started to get good at the game, because I was, God, off. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I was like, I know, especially you're like in that high school phase, and you say the coaches kind of be making you choose, like, making you want to choose. It's like, you can play both, like, you know, yeah. easily <laughs> balance it, but like you say, obviously, it shows that, you know, you took the right path and, you know, took a chance on yourself, and, you know, they say, we'll get into it later, but, you know, now signed to CAB going overseas but um yeah i mean uh i guess the first one of the first questions i have for you is uh pretty much you know what was, i guess like that recruiting process like um i know you went to you know for you school started out at uh university of new orleans you got the shirt on right there um yeah. but just wanted to of course i guess talk to him and the, the younger guys out there you know what was the recruiting process like you know what went to the schools you know that you end up going to or you know transferring to
1: man the recruiting process for me was very very stressful Um, I was a late boomer, so I didn't get my first offer until the end of my junior year of high school, you know. Mm -hmm. And the guys I was playing on my AU team with, I had a guy named Demarcus Simons, he was top Mm -hmm. in the country. So, and he was he's still to this day one of my best friends. He had offers Mm -hmm. from Georgetown, uh, VA, you know, stuff like he didn't know Georgia State, but yeah, Georgia State brought it, yeah. Kavon Tucker another one of my great friends he has Tulsa and Tulane and it's just all these guys around me mm-hmm. as sophomores they were getting all these great offers then through the junior they just get more and more offers you know but um so I actually didn't get my first offer until the end of my junior year my first offer came from Abilene Christian University it's a division one school in mm-hmm. Texas um I got Patrice days. he actually offered me but uh it was rough I only ended up with four division one offers
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know, Abilene Christian uh western carolina coastal carolina and the university of new orleans and um i just ended up having to take the route to go to new orleans i felt that was the best option for me you know so it was a difficult process though i was stressing a lot but (laughs) you guys don't stress it if you're good enough they will come find you whatever level you're supposed to be they will come find you because they need you at the end of the day you know so
2: exactly exactly you say say only only four and like (laughs) only four like you know like okay, ain't nothing, but yeah, that's, that's big time. Um, but of course, from there, I know you went to Gordon State and ended up um, finishing at uh, Umes, uh, Massachusetts Shore. So, um, I guess like before getting into that, like kind of like what was like that jump from high school to playing D one ball? Like, I guess what was the you know how was your mindset have to be like? What was the I guess the biggest thing that you had to learn in those first
1: few years? Man, so going from high school to playing college was tough because it was like I was when I came. When I went to my, my senior year, I actually transferred to Collins Hill and I had mm-hmm. a coach, Coach uh, Ty Bumgardner. He was actually a college coach before that. He used to coach mm-hmm. at Hill.
0: Yeah,
1: but He was teaching me all these things, how to get in shape, how to take the game serious. I'm in school, you know, we start school at seven o'clock. I used to pull up to the school at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. to get workouts in with Coach and stuff like that. He taught me those things. And so of course that carried over to the basketball season. I'm all state, all region, all county, all these different accolades, yeah. stuff like that. So I'm thinking I'm ready. I'm ready to go, you know, I'm locked in, I'm loaded. I get to college, and it's a whole (laughs) different thing, man. It's like you go from being that guy. I'm 6'7 at the time. I'm only 205 pounds. I'm 6'7, 205 at the time. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I get there, and I'm one of the smallest guys on the team. We got guys that's 6'9, 6'10, 6'8, 240. Mm -hmm. We had a point guard, Nate Fry, we call him rock body. Nate was (laughs) 6 feet tall, but he weighed 225 huge yo, spot, you know yeah yo. and then on top of that and i know they big they so yeah. much faster than me so man i just i had a difficult time adjusting I, my body wasn't where it needed to be i wasn't heavy enough i wasn't fast enough i wasn't athletic enough when i went to college and that frustrated me a lot but it was hard to make that jump so every time i talk to guys nowadays when they come out of high school i say the first thing is man i know you you're good now you're gonna be mm-hmm. good later but if you want to be a good if you want to be good when you're a freshman you need to come in in shape and not mm-hmm. high school shape. You need to come in in shape, 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 like Eat yeah. <laughs> right and get your body right. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, listen to all options. If a coach says, hey, we want you to take a red shirt year or we want you to go to prep school so you can build more and get used to the game, do it. Because, man, at the end of the day, it's, it's not going to do anything but help. So it's a big jump, definitely, going from high school to that uh college situation. Yeah,
2: yeah, as I bet. You know, everybody, you know, kind of talks about it like, season, like i guess like nowadays of course you see most of the time you know these kids from like sophomores, like obviously like Mikey Williams kids like that and yeah. it's like oh they look like oh they could play in the league they could play in the league but it's like nah, i think y'all, y'all they need that one two years especially like to get their body mature and you pretty much just talk to it just then mm-hmm. to um before they can even step foot on an nba court so I'm yeah. glad you glad you definitely put that in you know some guys ears out there some of those um,
1: guys they just actually have the you know they're ready but yeah. moment, man Nah. <laughs> nah. Exactly. Yeah, yep.
2: and Of course, uh, you know, talking about that, I guess I want, you know, of course getting, you know, to the different uh different colleges that you went to. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess kinda just speak to I guess each each stop and kind of like the experience you got along that way.
1: Oh man, so uh yeah, I have every a lot of people around my area know my story or whatever, but mm-hmm. I went to New Orleans, Gordon State and UMES. So starting out at New Orleans, great experience. It was man, it was so fun. Might have been too much fun (laughs) at the age, but all types of trouble we got into. But you know, those guys, um, that's the most talented team I was on in college. Like we had we had so many good guys, man. Mm -hmm. We we uh we were really we were truly brothers. Like I there's not a lot of teams that you can say that about, but that team we were truly brothers to a point where right now if I show you my phone, these guys Mm -hmm. Phone right now, mm-hmm. and then four or five years later, like, yeah, we were like, the
0: year
2: when uh, when y'all conference and went to got the vid too, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, man, that's that was the year, and we was just so close knit just because, man, we just everything that we were gonna do, we were gonna do it together. If we was gonna eat breakfast, lunch, we we're gonna do it together. We we're gonna go to a party, we're going together, you mm-hmm. know, and it was yeah. you couldn't separate us, and we had a tough year, uh, as far as like you know, getting through a lot of ups and downs, mm-hmm. but. Man, we went on to we went twenty and ten. We beat high major teams like Washington State. We beat them by like mm-hmm. twenty points. Yeah, lane yeah. in their own city. You know, we stare at the city. Mm-hmm. So man, you can't ask for more than that. You know, that stop in New Orleans. It was great. It was just uh, for me at the time. I wasn't mature enough to handle myself. So I figured I needed to you know take myself back home to where I could help out my mom once she was sick and and learn how to mature as a man or whatever so i actually took her out to go to junior college in gordon state after that
0: mm-hmm.
1: so uh fast forward to gordon state it was cool because i <laughs> had to play with it was, it's, it's at home like a couple, mm-hmm. like an hour played a
2: couple of, we played with a couple of your guys didn't you?
1: Yeah, oh. so guys Derek saint hilaire kyle lambert and Kavon tucker those are guys that i grew up with i've known them since sixth and seventh grade and we all just decided at the same time we're gonna leave our schools and go you know mm-hmm. see, see what this is about and Thank God we had a guy like Bruce Capers to coach us, somebody that knew the game, somebody that truly cared about us. And it was a weird situation being in junior college, but it was very mm-hmm. fun. Um, we didn't have the year that we wanted to. I got hurt. Derek got mm-hmm. hurt, you know. So uh, my guy, Kavan actually became an All-American, though, so that mm-hmm. helped him a lot. But it was a very fun year, you know. At the time, I was killing. I was I I came in, struggled a little bit because the Juco game is different than the Division One game. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I years, but when I finally found my footing, I twenty point game, twenty point game, twenty point game mm-hmm. like that. And then a lot of people don't know I actually broke my ankle. So at the time, I'm yeah. at the time I'm actually uh, I have offers from Akron, mm-hmm. uh, Coastal Carolina, a lot of colleges, you know. And UNC Greensboro comes into the picture, and I fell in love with UNC Greensboro. Mm-hmm. I love them, everything about mm-hmm. them. They came down to play Mercer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went to watch them. I was really good with the coaches. But once I broke my ankle, you know, everything starts to disappear. So, yeah. Uh, finished out the season. I started to panic. Like, man, dang, I don't get the stuff that I want. Um, I was still one of the best players in the country. So, I went to the Juco All-American camp
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, on a broken ankle. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. There's something wrong with me, but that's just – I'm a country boy. That's just how I am. If I yeah. can
2: watch yoke, I played yo, play through it.
1: Yeah, so I went, played on a broken ankle. I think the first game, the first half of the first game, I think I scored five buckets in a row. Mm. I'm so hungry, Easy. I'm in cold. Yeah, exactly. The coach brings me over, sits me down on the bench, in the middle of the game, hands me the phone. He's like, hey, man, Coach so-and-so from, uh, I think it was J- Coach JJ from UT Martin wants to talk to you. So I'm on the bench in the middle of the game talking, I mean,
2: to, talking the to the coach. coach. <laughs>
1: That day alone, off of like one one game, I ended up getting UT Martin, Coastal Carolina, Prairie View A&M, and Maryland Eastern Shore. So that whole process was crazy. But, uh, you know, I'm sitting here on a broke ankle. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm just glad mm-hmm. that you feel me. I know that I can still play the game. And
0: exactly.
1: those schools came in. They offered me a lot of D2, over 40 D2 schools offered me as well. So, you know, I was in a good position as long as I could go to college and play the game I love. Mm-hmm. And I ended up picking Maryland Eastern Shore, just because I kind of want to, I, I, I like the HBCU thing. Oh, and Southern. Mm-hmm. Southern was another HBCU that got for me, mm-hmm. too. But oh, yeah. Eastern Shore, I love, man, about just the HBCU thing. And it was somewhere I hadn't been. So I was kind of skeptical. But there's a guy named Bakari Copeland, who's from up the street. He lives mm-hmm. in Decatur.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He was a, a box for All-American, first team all-conference in the MEAC, stuff like that. Yep i talked to him about, he said, hey, if you go there, you know, you might have some difficulty, uh, you know what I'm saying, with the things, how how things operate there. It's, you know what I'm saying, it's a low-level uh, D1, but mm-hmm. you're gonna find people that you love, people that you care about, people that last a lifetime, and you'll get to play your game. So yeah. I took my visit there. It was it was straight, you know what I'm saying? I liked that. I went ahead and signed those papers. I figured, you know, at the end of the day, wherever you go, like I said, if you're good enough, the right people will come find you. Exactly, so exactly. So I went to Maryland, Eastern Shore, did my thing. I got to show off against a lot of good high major teams, a mm-hmm. lot of my conference, and I just worked my butt off to the end. And just, Lo and behold, you know, at the end of the day, right people came and found me. I left a mark there. You know, if you go there now, mm-hmm. actually, I have a poster. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. At the school. Big time. Yeah, I met my girlfriend, mm-hmm. who I love. We've been together for over a year. I met some of my best friends. You know, mm-hmm. I met a lot of people. So it, it ended up being a great move uh, that helped me, you know, to put me in a position where I am now, put me in a position to be successful years from now. Exactly, exactly.
2: You actually just uh, you kind of spoke to a little bit, but I actually had one of my guys on Jordan Floyd. Uh, he had a D2 national player year, not too, too long ago. Yep. But I asked him because it was around the same time, of course, the conversation about going to HBCU and, you know, th- or not Maker, but, you know, career maker had ended up, you know, uh, come in to Howard. So mm-hmm. I actually, I didn't have this question down, but I need to ask it to you like pretty much. Kind of like what was your thoughts on him going there? Like, what uh what do you think? You think a shift is a shift is coming, um, or
1: like just I, your thoughts on that? I personally do see a little shift coming. I don't think that mm-hmm. you're gonna get all the top players just yeah. because of the fact that I believe in the next two years they're gonna eliminate the one and done role, you're gonna be able mm-hmm. to come to the NBA, you know. But um it's great, and a lot of people don't understand just the guys. Some guys have already been making the move. It's just exploding now, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you don't. Know, we have, like, for example, in, in my conference this year, in the MEAC, is all HBCUs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We play very high-level players. You got Quay Parker, who you guys know and borrowed mm-hmm. all, all the Duncan videos. Yeah, uh, Victor Baxter, who came from UNLV. A guy like Todd Graves played point guard at Boston College. He came down. He plays for North Carolina Central. It's, mm-hmm. You have guys like this on every single team, you know, so – it's good. It's great. I love to see it. It's just gonna mm-hmm. make basketball even more, just even even better to watch. You know, and I, I love it. I love it. It's it's a great move. I hope that it does. You know, explore, yeah. You know, I would love to send when I have a kid one day. I would love mm-hmm. to send it to an HBCU. You know, if, if they present the right things to them.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, I guess the the narrative is being, of course, like you've been saying it too. Like if they can play, they can find you. And of course, I know a lot of these. Right. Yeah. A lot of these. You know, kids like. Looking for these D one offers and looking to go to these blue blood schools, but you go, you know, like you just said, HBCU, they'll find you wherever. So I mean, exactly. So hopefully, I'm hoping you know some some type of shift. I think G League thing too is uh that's pretty so, interesting. That's yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's pretty interesting to me, especially like if all the details I read about it is true. Like, of course, like they still get to go to um, they still get to, they still gonna pay for their college and everything. So like while they're playing, so mm-hmm. it's like.
1: And the thing I, that also, one of the things about the HBCU is I'm gonna just. Be a hundred percent. If you mind if I just keep it hundred hundred? yeah, yeah. all right. That's
2: man. what it's about. Listen, Whatever.
1: Man. Going to college is a great experience, period.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Ain't nothing like going to HBCU. You're gonna see the finest women, you have the <laughs> best parties, and you're gonna have you have some pretty good food.
0: Exactly.
1: It's not like going to hbcu man. So at the end of the day, especially if you go to you know, one near your home, mm-hmm. something like that, man. You can't beat it, dog. Exactly,
2: it's your people. You're around your people. As I say yeah. ain't no, you know, as a, you know, African Americans. Like ain't no, ain't no better time. than Honestly, being around our people. So yeah. as I say, it just seems like it's probably like a party every day.
0: Every
2: day. Yeah, my, <laughs> my my family, or yeah, my um mom and dad. They went to A uh, and T. So oh, I used to go to the, you know homecomings and stuff like that. Just see it when I was little, little. So I can.
1: Could... Let me tell you something. <laughs> I would have You wouldn't be talking to me right now. <laughs> A and T is is man. Yeah. We we stopped at A and T, Howard and FAMU. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, man! It's. Something I'm not, not watching, so I ain't gonna say too much more. But
2: oh yeah, <laughs> I said we're gonna move on, move <laughs> on. Yeah, yeah. So like I said, pretty much. Thank you for going through kind of like into the process. Your high, not high school days, but you know different stops that you had along the way. Of course, like I said, you finished up at uh, M E or U M E S. So. Pretty much from that, of course, you know, like I said, introduced you before, you the newest signee of, you know, CAB Madeira. Um, mm-hmm. So I kind of just wanted to ask you, like, kinda, what's the process of, I know you're with uh, your agency, you're with Flex Management. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like, what was the process, I guess, of, I guess, contacting or, or, I guess, even getting to that point to, you know, sign that contract with them?
1: Man, it was a weird process because it's, everybody's process with that is so different, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, actually, After my junior year, I had so many great games. I had 20 against Georgetown, 19 against NC State, guys like that, you know. So I sat down with one of my coaches, Ace Custis. He was a professional basketball player,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, great guy and everything. And he told me, he said, hey, he said, our goal for next year, we got to get you. Your game does all the speaking. We don't have to call agents. Agents are coming here, Mm -hmm. and they're looking for you, just like in high school and college, I'm looking for you. So I always kept that in my mind, and I just continued to try to perform and get better and better. and Luckily for me, I had I had a pretty good. I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna say I had the pick of the litter, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But I had I had a pretty good you know amount of agents. They're calling my phone during the season, after the season. Hey, we want to represent you. We mm-hmm. see what you're doing, stuff like that. So I was able to um just be able to choose from so many different agents. And when I narrowed it down, it came down to my agent Nuno Pedroso uh, with Flex Management, and mm-hmm. then a guy I've known since seventh grade who is agent Trinity Best, and Trinity is a great guy mm-hmm. as well. And just with the route that I feel that my career is going in these first few years, I, of course, want to go with uh, Nuno and he Mm -hmm. represents a lot of guys. I know Dominique Coleman, uh, who's Mm -hmm. from Georgia, Kari Copeland, who I spoke about earlier. Yeah. A lot of guys. So Mm -hmm. I just said, man, you know, I'm going to just go ahead and go with flex. And it was a done deal. They called me. We just got all our contract worked out two-year contract, everything like that. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I really feel like a part of family with them. So it's great.
2: Exactly. Love that, love that you said kind of like that, the relationship. Like you said, you got guys in your circle, so it's like you know, he's taking care of them. So, mm-hmm. hop on, hop on, pretty much, and took care of you as you as we can see. Mm-hmm. Um, so, next kind of question I wanted to ask is, what are you looking forward to most? Of course, you know, in your first few years going overseas,
1: man. The food, um, anyway, <laughs> you no, know, do fat. I love to eat, I love to try new foods. I'm mm-hmm. not picky, so I want to see how I want to see how like this food goes, man. I don't, mm-hmm. I've never been overseas i've been out i've been out of the country to canada but i've never yeah. been on the border you know i just want to see the different food. so yeah and this, I think that's my biggest
2: thing. <laughs> and this is portugal too so i was like it should be i guess should be a lot of that should be. yeah,
1: i've I heard the food in portugal is going to be yeah. pretty good i'm yeah. excited to see i'm excited to find out you know i don't say no to a lot of food so it's yeah. it it definitely be fun
2: yeah so you and me one the same honestly <laughs> most uh and then also i guess like course like i said this is the first few years going overseas i guess like I, said, I, I showed for those maybe um just tuning in but of course showed uh cheese highlights in the beginning but kind of just wanted to get get it from you what uh kind of player will they you know be expecting when they, once you get over there once you land
1: man no matter what happens you know i know they're gonna bring me in the score play defense mm-hmm. rebound, all that stuff no matter what happens though the one thing that is the bottom line you can't control the buckets one thing i always control is my attitude and my mm-hmm. work ethic, you know so they're gonna get a hard worker. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm a Georgia boy, so I'm tough. <laughs> Man, exactly. Don't find too many tougher than a Georgia boy. And mm-hmm. they're gonna get somebody who's really skilled because I put in so many hours into my craft. So you know, they're gonna get that type of guy. And then on top of that, a lot of uh, one thing I learned that people have been telling me is just because you're a professional, just because you're a pro doesn't make you a professional so they're going to get a professional you know guy that's on time and everything early to everything a guy that's willing to talk to fans a guy that's willing to talk to younger guys talk to upper management and learn everything that i can about the business because one day you know i want to have my own business i want to be mm-hmm. able to you know, support families and support people and give advice so they're going to get that a hard-working guy who loves the game basketball who's going to be a professional at all times i
2: like that like that, exactly. more than just the a- the game, in a sense, and yeah. You say I already know you got the right mindset and everything going over there. Before I move on, of course, I want to get to and talk about like the the latest news. I was gonna say surround the NBA, but really, I guess it's transpired past NBA and you know it's gone into other other uh sports. But um, pretty much before that, what's the I want to ask real quick, little not really a little game, but just the most memorable games for you on all levels, you know, whether pee wee, um, uh, high school, college. Most
1: memorable game. All right, the first one I'm gonna go with, most memorable, is actually a loss. You know, mm. you don't know that a lot, but yeah, little league, little uh, little league, we're playing a team called the Cad Heat. It's oh beautiful. man, yeah, I used
2: to play with them when I was younger.
1: Boy, they Coach had anything Yeah, they had at the time. They had a guy named Devontae Reynolds. That's my
2: yo. I Yeah, with man, him, yo. they
1: had Rock. I don't. I don't even know Rock' real name, but I know Rock was a buck.
2: Yeah, they so always said was Rock. That's yeah. all I used to call him too.
1: And they had AJ. Man, they came in. I think we had to be like seven years old. They came in, <laughs> ran us out the gym. Man, I, that's, I will never forget that game at our home court. We used to play for Voices to Face, me and my boy mm-hmm. Jalen. Man, they ran us out the gym. So that's my first memorable game. Um, moving on up, I'm probably have to go with the AU game. Ooh, the AAU game. Oh, man. We played CP3 they had uh, mm. uh, Harry Giles who's the number one player in the country yep uh, Harry Giles they had Terrence uh, was Ter- I forget Terrence's last name Terrence is Brandon Denny's little brother he ended up going to Vanderbilt mm-hmm. Terrence they had Grant Williams who played <laughs> with Tennessee <laughs> <Chicago. Yep>. man <laughs> boy when I tell you that was a great game we ended up losing overtime by one. Oh wow it was, yeah it was a great game though man, man. I
2: didn't those showcases
1: that's one of the hardest games I've ever mm-hmm. played in my life guarding Harry Giles oh mm-hmm. my god can only imagine problem. You know. problem. and I that was another loss I'm, but I'm gonna go ahead and put it like this though with that AU team that we had we were so good mm-hmm. I, for some reason I remember all the losses because we probably only lost
2: that's a few yeah a few of the games so
1: and probably about five, four summers I think we lost a total of like 20 games you know yes. yeah we didn't we, we didn't do that yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then um my most memorable college game. Ooh, freshman year, Washington State being them by twenty was a great feeling because we won. Mm. Yeah, you say yeah. I know we made a lot of people some money off that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Washington State. Oh, I'm tripping. The uh, conference championship my freshman year. Mm-hmm. Oh
2: man. I say like, I got the rings and everything. Dude, I,
1: we bro. No. Listen, <laughs> listen, man. We played out oh, first off the game went into overtime. It was the last game of the college regular season too. Mm-hmm. So you know, everybody's watching us on ESPN. Man, we played a uh, great team in Texas A&M Corpus Christi, but we took care of business. And to this day, I remember when that final buzzer went off. We ran on the court, mm-hmm. Eddie coming down. We're yelling, hugging each mm-hmm. other. My, I remember my voice was so slow. I had a headache from yelling so loud. We got to cut down the net, yeah. and that that night was so crazy. We showered, got dressed. And instead of staying the night in Texas, our uh thing was in Katie, Texas, outside of Houston. Instead of staying mm-hmm. the night in Texas, we hop on a bus. We're on our way back to New Orleans. We stop mm-hmm. in the middle. We stop at a hotel, I guess, to mm-hmm. see rest. We only was there for like five hours. Hop back on the bus. <laughs> when we get right. to Louisiana, we got police escorts through the whole state of Louisiana. Saying, we turn on, they turn on the radio, they're talking about us on the radio. Mm-hmm. You know, at the time we already had the whole city behind us. Mm-hmm. We drive down Bourbon. People are lined up on Bourbon. We get to campus. They got the bands playing. It's a whole parade, mm-hmm. man. Then we get to the uh, dorm. We say, hey, we got to go. We got to mm-hmm. hurry up. We go in there, shower again. We all get dressed in our sweatsuits. On, on the
0: move.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. man. We stop, pop back mm-hmm. on the bus, drive to a restaurant that we have on campus, and they got mm-hmm. the whole thing set up. News crews there and everything. CBS is there. and We have the, uh, the college selection show. And, mm-hmm. Man, yeah, I... But,
2: yeah. Best feeling. Yeah, okay. that's not I say, yeah, that's unforgettable. Few, Never not few I, yeah, unforgettable few days right there. You said, got the championship, get the ring, the New Orleans. You already know that, I, of course. I, well, I don't like the Saints. I won't say I don't like the I don't like the city of New Orleans. The <laughs> one thing is, they know how to throw a party. They always, you know, always behind the guys, behind the city, hundred percent. So I can only imagine how that was. And then, of course, I already got the automatic bid. So
1: yeah man just
0: tell. it
1: was crazy dude yeah. that's I, that's something i'll never forget that's a memory i'll take with me for the rest of my life man mm-hmm. and, like i said those guys to me are moments like that really made them my brothers man When like, you're just that close
2: exactly exactly all right so yeah i so wanted to touch on of course got you in um one, of course to hear about you know college days college career and then you know that big move going overseas but Last few days, I think Wednesday is the day the Bucks ended up boycotting on uh, that game. Um pretty much from there it's trickled down. There's been a lot of new a lot of things in the news, of course, because of the shooting of Jacob Blake, um and the ongoing, you know, social social injustice that, you know, African American people are fighting for. Um so I guess I first wanted to get your take on, of course, like just that. I don't know if you saw the video or not, um of you know, Jacob Blake, Jacob Blake being shot and then just kinda like your your thoughts on what the Bucks did and um Pretty much all the other sports, all the different sports avenues, there. you know, MLB, um, some football teams end up canceling practice. then um, of course, the meeting and everything that they had. So, you know, it's pretty much like a, a, lo- a loaded question, but just your thoughts on the whole thing. It's a, it's oh,
1: like- man. Of course, it's tragic, everything that's happening. And me personally, I have a lot of thoughts about things that go on with politics, things that go on with race, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I kind of keep my thoughts on that to myself a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and it's. It's mostly just because I feel that you have to or uh, well not have to, but I feel that there are things that some people are taught at a young age that no matter how much talking you do, they kind of won't get passed away. But mm-hmm. at this point in time, being a black man or being a minority period in America is a hard time because it's like, what else can you really do? You know what I'm what saying? saying? Yeah. Protect yourself, protect your family from things that are, trivial man especially down here in the south we live in georgia Mm -hmm. like if i get up and i walk out the house and i just want to go to quick trip i want to go to the gas station you know what i'm saying just get me something gas get a snack Mm -hmm. how do you tell a mother like man your son might not come back you know what i'm saying yeah i have i have six sisters you know Mm -hmm. and with all the stuff in the world that's going on today it's like man how do i keep up with all my sisters hey be safe when you go Mm -hmm. here if you go there so it's 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 really a tough situation to grasp uh, hold up, but the thing that I'll say is, man, that I've always been taught uh, the only thing that can cure darkness is light. So, mm-hmm. and anything that there's darkness, you have to be the light. Exactly. You can, you can say all you want, protest all you want, things like that. People are going to try to stop you. You know what I'm saying? You're going to think that you're not making progress, but at the end of the day, trust me, somebody's going to hear you. Somebody's going to understand and change is going to come. You just have to stay yeah. persistent, man, and have yeah. faith God, have faith in yourself, man. It's just, it's, it's really tough. It's mm-hmm. tough, man. It, it's, at times, I don't have words for it. To this day, with the actual, um, one of the videos I haven't been able to watch is the George Floyd thing, man. Mm-hmm. I, honestly, yeah. I've seen so many videos of things that that's been happening, and that's one where I heard about it. Mm-hmm. To video. Yeah, because yeah. I, I can't stomach it because it's like, man, that could be me. That could be my father. That could be my best friend. You know what I'm saying? And yep. it, it, it hurts. It hurts. And at the end of the day, I just hope that all the things that we're doing that everybody else is doing, the NBA stopping for a while. The MLB stopping for a while. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. WNBA hats off to them the way that mm-hmm. they, you know, they're, they Always do a- it. Honestly, they do. Mm-hmm. They do a great. You know what I'm saying? And Just the common man protesting, hats mm-hmm. off to all of them. You know what I'm saying? Doing the things that they, that they can do to make a change. And, I hope that that change comes one day, you know. Man. I, I really—it's just sad. Everything that's going yeah. on is sad, but you know, at the same time, it's bringing us closer as 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 a race. You know, yeah, so.
2: exactly. It's like I'm hoping so because same same thing. We honestly, it's the same thing with me. Like a lot of the stuff, I you know, kind of feel like I gotta keep inside and you know, like just kind of you know, kind of keep quiet about, like you said, because pretty much like you said, I think people sometimes just be stuck in their ways. Um, <laughs> it's not—it's not—it's something things you just can't do no talking for because it's like. Mm-hmm. for example with i don't even know the kid name but the one obviously that sh- uh he came from illinois to wisconsin and yeah yeah, yeah with, the, with the ar-15 um he's 17 years old it's like 17 years old it's like some of this stuff is like you know obviously passed down and and, and taught it's just like that's kind of like stuff they have like in their heart like it's like you can't you can't really make no excuse for that and just like the way the media and everything be covering stuff it's like they they thank them for being out there helping the police. It's like, what, what is that? What does that even mean? Like a civilian helping the police to keep order. A 17-year-old.
1: And is, the thing, the thing that really kind of hurts me the most is that I I've moved around a lot. I'm mm-hmm. originally from Snailville, but mm-hmm. I've moved around a lot. I've been in every type of environment. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I love all kinds of people, every single race, man. Yeah. And the thing that I've grown to know is. Man, all that stuff is learned behavior. You don't come out like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And there's only one race. is the human race, for real, man. But yeah. we always have to find, and each, if you look throughout history, we're always going to find something that's going to separate us, whether it be race, whether mm-hmm. it be class, anything. We're going to find a hierarchy. and That's the sad part about everything is that, man, it's, we don't want to be better than anybody. We just want to be equal.
2: Equal. Yeah.
1: And it's like- that, That's all we're asking.
2: Yeah, it's like you just look at it, it's like, why are we? You shouldn't have to fight for equality or just to be heard, just like not to be shot and killed. Yeah,
0: like come on, man. Yeah, another
2: thing that just makes me angry typically is like the video, like especially the videos now. Of course, like with um, just like the comparison, like I've been seeing a bunch. I know Shannon Sharp tweeted one, like talking about basically like you know how they always telling us, like if you just comply, it wouldn't wouldn't be like that. It's like he's. He tweeted out one, like a guy complied, guy kicked him in the back, and then they both just attacked him. It's like, it's senseless. Like, it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. And then another one where um, a white guy pretty much was, took out his gun, was going out to the police officer. The police officer was like, yeah, do you want to get shot? And like, right,
0: man, yeah, it's,
2: it's it's like black and, black and well, like it's just obviously not the same. Like, people just continue to try to make excuses and excuses.
1: And that's why sometimes,
2: and I know.
1: We, we really, we yeah. truly understand Mm-hmm. Not all Cops are bad. I hope I don't get you know. Not all cops are bad, but it's like man, like this stuff keeps happening, right? Yeah. So the only thing that we can do is keep keep voicing our opinion, keep protesting, mm-hmm. and the biggest thing that we have to do is go vote.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We have to raise our kids, man. I'm a professional athlete, and I'm I'm glad I I, I thank God that I am, mm-hmm. you know. But you we have to stop in our in our community most mostly when we have kids coming up, we have to stop only glorifying being an athlete, being a, being a musician, like a rapper or uh-huh. singer, you know, things of that yeah, name.
2: only certain ways to do that.
1: Man, you could, you could be the one that polices this county, and you could be mm-hmm. the one, you could be a governor, you could be a mayor, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. If you get that, you have somebody to speak for you, you have somebody that knows what you're going through and what you've mm-hmm. been through, because you've taught them your past, you've taught yep. them your history, and that's the only way that you'll make progress. You have to put people in the higher seats, with other people that are running things now, mm-hmm. in order to exactly. you know actually
2: get them to hear you, so yeah, they put them in position to help out their community, like uh, our people, to help out our own community. So, yeah, you know, um, guess a little bit on a lighter note, though. Of course, like you said, they they did a lot of stop uh, a lot of things. I think you said you spoke to it too, like the voting thing. I think one of the initiatives, because at first I was questioning why they you know agreed to come back and play so quickly, like literally the next day. Um, I think one of the one of the things they agreed on with, uh, I guess, front offices and ownership was that they was going to pretty much try to make every, um, I don't know if it's every NBA, you know, arena or every major league I think place, so. like every, a voting poll. Yeah. Every, every NBA
1: arena, I believe. Yeah. A voting
2: poll. Like I know Atlanta, the, you know, state farm arena, they already had, you know, kind of had that in the works, but um, yeah, that's big time. Definitely big time. Hopefully, like I said, it definitely helps because November we're going to need every, every, Every possible vote in every specific home. direction that we that we need. So, but moving on, it's a little bit. Just like, what, what's your thoughts on the uh, bubble and the NBA return as a whole? Like, how, I, I know you've probably been watching some games. How does it look like to you? Like, has it, you know, kind of like, I, do you mi- miss like the fan type of atmosphere? Is it kind of like been the same? Because I know I've heard a lot of people saying like, you know, it feels the same, looks the same.
1: Man, I watch every game because oh. I love basketball. Mm-hmm. Right now and on my TV, I have the Bucks game mm-hmm. right now. You know, I love basketball, so I'm gonna watch oh. every game. But, dude, when they first told me, like, when they first said, no fans, this, that, I'm like,
0: damn. Like, <laughs> man, you know yeah. what I'm saying?
1: Bro, this might be some of the best basketball that we've seen. I, I think so. You know, because, dog, it's like, these guys are locked in now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you got fans, when you're out, unfortunately, you know what I'm saying? Some people can't really lock in. You know, mm-hmm. It's be a distraction. Dog. This is where the real hooper's hoop at. Mm-hmm. There's no fans. You just playing. This is like being an AU again. This is like yep. playing pickup. This is man.
2: Open runs.
1: You know what I'm saying? And that's why mm-hmm. you see guys like uh TJ Warren. Yep.
2: Going you know off. To
1: that? They're gonna get off because they're that's a real hooper. They don't do it for no fans. They do it for the game. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So and one thing I really wish, because I'm not I, I don't my favorite player is, is is Demarcus Cousins. So my favorite player is Hurt. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, I ain't gonna say I got favors or anything, but man, one guy that I really would have loved to see in this bubble because I know that he is a real true hooper is Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. I would have showed. like, he, we already know he's one of the best players in the world, one of the best mm-hmm. players of all time. Dog, he'd have gotten that bubble and acted a fool, man. Yeah, <laughs> I promise you. I promise.
2: Exactly. One, yeah. one, probably the best, purest scorer ever. Like, man, I think he would have definitely, it, it would have been. I mean, a lot of guys have you know showed out and, and of course you know played well. Even guys like we know that could play like Devin Booker, Dame, and all of them. But yeah. like you said I think Kevin probably would have stole stole the show, especially like if they I don't even remember this specifically their record. I know they were already going to be you know in the playoffs, but if they had a chance to move up any any type of you know six five position, KD and him and him and Kyrie were healthy.
1: And I love, oh my God, hold on, man, I gotta say this, <laughs> hey boy. That man, Luka Doncic, is the best boy in the world right now. That, that man, man is
0: cold.
1: I didn't like watching him at first. I'm like, yeah, he all right. Yeah. And then I watch again. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Watch him, right.
2: Same here. Like, same here.
1: Dog. Same man, exact thing. I watch, I fall in love more and more with More and more. Him. Man, exactly. Is a, he can pass, score, he can do it rebound. all. And let me tell you something I found out about Lucas. So they say, I think they said Lucas started – he was uh, he left home at, like, 13 or 14 years mm-hmm. old, right? Dog, here's the thing that really got me. This is how I know his mind's in a different place. Mm-hmm. At 13 or 14 years old, when he left home, they said he didn't bring his parents with him. He said, why you didn't bring your parents, Luca? He said, that's not what a pro do. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> said 13 or 14,
1: 14
2: years, years old. That's...
1: They said his teammates would go out. He couldn't go out with them, bro. Mm-hmm. He would stay home and watch film. And they said he would stay up till 5 in the morning watching film, watching TV, wow. games. Get up the next morning, go go put in his
0: work.
2: Did not know that. That like, is that. Yeah, that's 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 unreal, honestly, at the age 13, 14. Like you said, really? like, those are
1: he's twenty twenty one now, so he's been preparing yeah. for this for seven years. This, and this then, is nothing the, to him. The NBA is a little softer than overseas, they're gonna give you this little touch foul. Overseas, mm-hmm. you that? So, man, mm-hmm. he's, he's out there having a field it. It's easy to him. Right? Yeah, I love yeah.
2: it. Like, yeah, exactly. Like I said, I, I kind of was the same thing because I mean, I'm a Hawks fan, of course. We got when. They made the trade. I ain't know with, with Trey, I was a little skeptical. But I was like, I know he' gonna you know playing gonna prove it, but like they've been, they've been what they've needed to be, I guess, for their respective teams. But like, too, so, so like I said, so it's like, yeah, I I just hated like the comparison. So I was like, I guess like with that, it made me like, I mean, <laughs> I didn't hate, I didn't hate Lugo, but I'm just like, like why are, like always comparing and stuff. But like of course, like out of market, I don't really see all his games unless it's you know nationally televised and stuff. So I the watch a few. Uh, they don't get those those games exactly so like this bubble helped me like open my eyes and it it kind of reminded me because like the same I thought the same thing with Harden like I would always just you know see certain things or certain stats and everything I was just like I don't know if I really like the way he plays but then I like started watching how he plays and some people might not like it but I've like grown to like the way Harden plays for some odd reason they play pretty similar so it's like when I seen that, especially the, the game the other night when it hit the game winner, I, like, I screamed so loud like I, I started with my girl and she was pissed at me for like an hour. But I was like, I like I had to because it was cold and I like I didn't really expect it to go in, but when it went in, I was like, all right, yeah, he submitted. yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, I,
1: I wish I was there playing with him yeah, that's that, that's the best environment, man. Basketball, exactly. basketball only, man.
0: Exactly,
2: nothing else to focus on, and it's real. It's just it's just honestly cool. I don't know if they're gonna be able to try to mimic something like this later on obviously like without you're not going to do this Would with never you know bring fans back but just something similar like maybe they do the same thing like you know how they were talking about doing like a mid-season tournament or something like maybe they'll introduce this same type of format then um at some point because i would i would kind of like to see that happen because like a lot that. of games have been close so
1: and the nba is uh, at this point i kind of want to i want adam silver to run for president the way yeah. he <laughs>
2: He's best, best commissioner, in all sports, hands down, real dog, hands down. But um, what's uh, guys like your predictions? Uh, I know like we had a little bit of, of, of a stall, but you know, games coming on today, games coming on tomorrow. Um, some of these teams already got swept and everything, but kind of like, what's your predictions going forward? You might think might make it to the uh conference finals and then uh take the chip home.
1: Dog, folks gonna hate me. They gonna think I'm a bandwagon. I'm not. <laughs> that truly knows me knows I've been a Lakers fan forever. Like literally forever. I can yes. tell you when Kobe dropped eighty one, it was on my birthday in Toronto oh. on a Sunday. Like bro. Mm-hmm. I I
2: love Been here since the beginning. You feel me? And it was I rust in bad, bad times.
1: Bad years, you feel yeah. me? And our our center was Robert Sacre, man. It- <laughs> Come on, man. Like, <laughs> I'm beyond the dog. When they're locked in, you can't do nothing with the boys, man. Yeah. Now the one thing that I was thinking was gonna hurt us for real is not having a point guard, mm-hmm. coming back.
0: Yeah, so your point guard. We got
1: range. And mm-hmm. I ain't worried, man. The Lakers gonna win that thing.
2: Man. Yeah, I think so too. Now, like I said, it just took them. It just took them, like you just said, when they locked in, they locked in. Now, like Rondo coming back, it'll take it'll take pressure off of, you know, of course, Bron handling the ball most of the time. So it's gonna it's gonna y'all gonna be. I'm pretty. That's why I was rooting for it too, because I'm a, I'm a Bron guy. So I was hoping, of course, he just and pulled had- it out this year.
1: I got one more thing that's gonna everybody thinks Milwaukee's gonna make
2: to the finals. I don't think Milwaukee I, think so. I, I, I don't. Yeah, I'm about to say I'm thinking Boston too, especially like now with this little bit. It's just a little bit of a pause, but um, they handled, of course, their first round you know, matchup easy. They probably can too without uh Hayward in yeah. the mix as well. But once Hayward comes yeah. yeah. JB and Jason. JB and yes. Oh tandem and keep them boys together for years, they're going to be problems yeah, the all the time because no more just hooping, hooping. So, I think, I'm with you too. I didn't think Milwaukee, like, they're just too up and down for me. And it's like, they always have to rely on the play of Giannis. Like,
1: they have to rely on Giannis. Yeah,
2: if Giannis is not having a great game, then...
1: He's a killer. Yeah. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But I'm going with Boston, man. Yeah. I, I think Boston, and they'll give us that old, I, I think it was 2000, I want to say 2000, no, two thousand eight, two thousand. Mm-hmm. The Lakers had played Boston mm-hmm. in the finals, the first time Kobe lost. Came, mm-hmm. back, they ended up like, Yeah, and then they played Boston, and he won in Boston. So, yeah, I love to see that Lakers Boston thing. That'll help us get over the hump, mm-hmm. even with championships. Exactly. Like <laughs> right now, so, so
2: yeah, I'm, see I'm hoping so too. Like I said, and of course, like I just Chris Mil- Chris Milton. I mean, he's, a, he's obviously All Star. You know. Um, he's, he's a good player but i think i'm a, I'm a bet on like you said tatum and tatum and Jalen over middleton i guess as a, as a two overall so you said i'm kind of with you too i'm thinking boston and boston and lakers but lakers gonna end up winning last thing before i of course last thing i wanted to get to i typically would like to play a game at the end today i got stardom bitch and cut them and i got a few pictures hopefully it pulls up but before i do that i wanted to um Every time I get, you know, Hooper on, I always wanted to ask, of course, your top five. So your top five players of all time.
1: All oh, time?
2: Yeah. Or, I don't mean, matter. you can do...
1: It don't matter the position or anything? Just all mm-hmm, time?
2: No, nah, just all the time.
1: Oh, they're going to be mad at me for this. <laughs> all right. Top five of all
2: time. Yeah, it don't got to be any order. Or unless you want to... If you know you can do it in order, then you can do I it, can't it in do it. order. I can't do yeah, it. but I say most oh. of us can't
1: do it. Gee whiz. Mike, got <laughs> to go with MJ. Kobe and people don't put Kobe in their top five. My eyes uh, do not mm-hmm. like that man. Yep. <laughs> Mike Kobe, they're gonna hate me for this one. Shaq, <sighs> Kobe, Shaq, Braun. Mm-hmm. I hate this fifth spot. <laughs>
2: There's so many people that can be that fifth.
1: That fifth spot, I, I like to put, I like, I like Kareem, I like AI, I like Tim Duncan too, man.
2: Tim Duncan,
1: yeah. Ah, that's it. Hey, I'm gonna have to keep it a band. I'm gonna go Kareem kareem if we talk about top yep. five right mm-hmm. man he got the rings most points ever scored mm-hmm. most top of a move he did it and he got the ring he got a ring in milwaukee and got a ring mm-hmm. in l.a exactly and what played twenty twenty one 21 years yep i, I gotta go at that, that last spot i, gotta,
2: I, I could take that off. Yep, yep. shaq kobe braun kareem and who was the fifth who's the other fifth oh mj my fault.
1: It's hard to leave out it's hard to leave out Tim Duncan. Cause anybody that mm-hmm. me, man, I lot a lot he's of my famous. games I'm model after Tim too. And people don't understand. He's a quiet dude. You mm-hmm. five championships. He has one of the best records of all time, Just period record. You mm-hmm. know, didn't miss the playoffs uh most of his career. at it's one of the greatest players to ever play the game, man. Best power forward hands down. But yeah.
2: yep. And it's always found a way to, you know, he not really throw shine, I guess, from Kobe, but you know, was winning in that same same era
1: that's the that thing i tell people dude do you know how hard it was to win mm. in that era
0: like, oh, that like late, mid,
1: early yeah. 2000s, do you know first mm. off he's playing power forward so they had every night he's playing chris weber rasheed mm. wallace he's gonna play uh chris weber rasheed wallace barkley at the end of his career malone at mm-hmm. the end of his career um alonzo morning plays some four, some foursome five like he On was net. he's playing guys mm. every single night man mm-hmm. like oh that's, that's a hard
2: thing to do and you're the best of them you're the best yeah. of them come on man yeah Tim Duncan I, I always hated just because I hated San Antonio but it's like after I guess that hate pass when you like you know I guess it's the respect factor I guess like you yeah, see man. yeah it's like you can't can't do nothing but respect respect the game respect the rings respect everything he did for that organization especially coming in I think wait, did they he went
1: did they win his rookie year with the, him with him and
0: David, and Robinson. Him
2: and David Robinson yeah man so.
0: yeah, Tim yeah. 10. 10,
2: as a 10 is solidified to top 10 for sure. Yeah.
1: Not even, not, not, a not a question. Yeah.
2: All right. Like I said, last thing I was just wanted to hit on, of course, I always end off with a game. Um, like I said, today was starting, bench, and cut them. I got a bunch of little pictures of ones that kind of just caught my eye. So let me see. I'm going to try to screen share it. And then, of course, you can go ahead and hit the, your and starting, bench, and cut them. Oh. Can you see this?
1: Yeah, I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you do it to me. Okay, yes, start, Russ, cut, and they all in their best years. Mm-hmm. CP3 is the real, the best, true PD on me. But you can't, you gotta start AI. Gotta start AI.
2: Gotta start AI.
1: I'm a bench. I'm gonna have Russell Westbrook coming off my bench. I'm gonna have to cut CP. Only cut mm-hmm. Russ. People hate Russ. Man has average. He averaged triple double three seasons, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Something like. double double ever in their
2: career i don't think that's yeah i don't think that's ever gonna happen again like and all three of them
1: dudes are dogs too By yeah i i hate the bench cp i love cp but start ai i'm bringing russ off the bench and i'm gonna uh cut cp
2: can't be mad i understand i understand i think that's that's what i would have went with too i think this is yep next one might be a little blurry but obviously you know the guys you can see the guys
1: cool clay brad jim i got an unpopular opinion on this one too (laughs) i'm starting jimmy dog
2: you starting Jimmy.
1: I love Jimmy, dog. I Jimmy.
2: I do too. I like that that the attitude, There's the grit he bringing. Like he just oh. don't he don't care.
1: I want him on my team, man. I love Jimmy. I'ma start yeah. Jimmy, bringing off the bench. <sighs> I'm gonna be honest. People gonna hate me for this. I'm bring I'm bringing Brad off the bench. I'ma cut Clay. Oh,
2: you cutting Clay?
1: I love Clay. Clay can Ooh. shoot. Then I really feel that if I throw Clay in there with a bunch of role players.
2: I, mean, I see mm, where you're going
1: of, with, yeah. As I would at, out of Brad. Like, we've seen...
2: We've seen Bradley, Bradley play without Wall. We've seen what he played with this year in the numbers and yeah, stuff. We've
1: see so. what Bradley did. I don't think Clay can do that. If they ever break up that Golden State team or play mm-hmm. go somewhere else and we see, I, I'll eat my words because I love Clay. I do definitely start a Jimmy. I'm bringing Brad off the mission. I'm cutting Clay. Uh,
2: yeah, a little bit unpopular. I don't think I've... I think I've seen this one going around once. I don't... I mean... Actually, no. Nah, I want that. I have seen some people talking about starting Jimmy, but it's like that also kind of tell. I think, um, to the type of character, type of player that you are as a person as well too. Like what you, what you looking for in somebody. But yeah. I definitely, I agree with that. Um, with the clay, the clay thing, because like I said, we ain't seen him by himself really yet. So understandable. Here's the next one.
1: <sighs> oh man, this might be the hardest one. Yeah. Okay.
2: he's close to
1: it. Start Katie.
2: Start Katie.
1: Because Katie can give me all the scoring. People forget how good Katie is on defense, and mm-hmm. is a, a perfect. Now this next part, Kawhi or Giannis? Giannis is the most dominant player in the game right now, dog. Hard to argue that, yo.
2: Hard to argue that. And
1: I'm still
2: cutting.
1: Giannis gets that championship. Yeah. Because after all right, so Kawhi got one in san antonio you know and he had pieces around him he had a great coach great mm-hmm. you know great coaches. but that one in toronto that showed me so i'm gonna go, go i'm bringing Kawhi up the bench and i'm cutting Giannis. unfortunately i don't know how the heck i might look back on this and slap slap myself <laughs> i don't know how you cut yonah i gotta cut hey dang that's tough
2: yeah, it is, but I can I can see why too. Like I would I would think I would go that way too. Like you said, just to... I don't know. It's just it just is a feeling. It's just the like I know <laughs> I know like what I'm getting out of Katie, automatic bucket, and Kawhi will take over again. Like Giannis will take over a game if he wants, but I think Kawhi also got that in him as
1: well. But it's yeah. like
2: yeah, it's like you really can't be mad at either one. I mean if you got both of them on your team, it's it's whatever.
1: Man, you ain't had
2: that. <laughs> Um, and of course, you had to end it off with gee whiz Oh, I had to end it off with these.
1: All right, man. Hate me all you want, man. <laughs> Hate me all you want. Starting Kobe.
2: Ooh. Starting Kobe.
1: Starting Kobe. I don't even know if I can start Kobe over Mike, though. Dog. Uh,
2: yeah.
1: Oh, <sighs> it's tough. We going like day and they best year, like day in they and they prom.
2: Yeah, you can get. Have- go back in the files thinking about their best year all three of them had and, and this is who you rocking with
1: all right so let me see kobe best year i think was like 2000 i want to say eight
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's when he was going on that run Yeah, he, he was. no it might have been 2006 2006 that's when he dropped 81 mm-hmm. yeah yeah he, he went on a crazy run okay mike best year his personal best year might have been like that 90 i want to say 96 year mm-hmm he was, I think he was playing an 11. And Mike averaged, you, and a lot of people don't know, Mike averaged the, um, he, he averaged more points per game in his whole career than than Wilt Chamberlain. Oh, really? Yeah, people don't know that. Yeah. 31.1, I, I want to say 31.11, and Wilt averaged like 31.01 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, LeBron. LeBron has been doing this every year. For <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm going to go Kobe. Bench Mike. cut I hate to do it though. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> this man has <laughs> done it every year for st- his worst, <laughs> bro. You let me to tell you when he was at his worst. Of course, I right, when he was coming into the league, he was hooping. Mm-hmm. He came in going crazy. I think his first game he had like twenty five seven seven. Four, mm-hmm.
0: right.
1: Of course, but he that's not the best brawn. Yeah, one of the you look at it honestly, like the worst brawn that we got was in Miami, and that yeah. was dominant.
2: Like the two years, I say for sure that they won that championship.
1: Man, like, yeah. And he was weighing 270. And mm-hmm. they, that was the most exciting Braun for me to watch. Yeah, Bron, sure. Bron does this. And it's like, <laughs> Bron is four different. He's four different LeBrons. You got the, yeah. the old Cleveland Bron. Yep. You got that Miami Braun, where it's mm-hmm. like, uh, you feel me? I, like, he's exciting. exciting yep. Know? Then you got that new Cleveland LeBron, where this is when I think he got over the hump of he didn't care what anybody thought about him. That's Exactly. My yeah. And you got this LA Bron who just be chilling. And he, he gonna go get his ten assists and then go off the knee. Yep. I love Bron, but unfortunately, <laughs> I'm a start coming, bring Mike mic off the bench, and I'm cutting Bron. Maybe it's just because you feel me the era I was born in. But mm-hmm. just I can
2: feel it. I can feel it. I can say it. it's the these my honestly probably always be my top three. They're my top three. So I like I said can't oh, go God. wrong with, can't go wrong with any of them. Uh, At all, but you say you got two killers on your team, killer instinct. Basically, I, you know, identical same players. Man. It's like you, you, you gonna you gonna win regardless each night. So <laughs> I could respect, I respect, <laughs> appreciate you, like you, said playing my little game, starting to cut them. Of course, pretty as a like, pretty. Pretty interesting choices, pretty interesting picks. Of course, you, you were able to back it up as well. You know, some people just, you know, talking, talking off the rails. They'll just go with somebody and be like, it's because of this, because of that. But, you know, of course, got somebody that knows the game on. So, appreciate you. Yeah, man. I, last thing before we, I guess, head off. I just want to let you know any final words, any words of wisdom for, um, like I said, any younger guys out there that's about to start again the recruitment process, maybe in college right now. Maybe just need a word of advice, anything.
1: Man, uh, I want to say a couple things. The first one is to the younger guys or the guys that are going through stuff right now, the guys that are in college, high school, stuff like that. And you feel sometimes you get down on yourself for panicking about, uh, you know, what's coming for you, about the future. I'm the same way. I I get bad with my anxiety. But, man, listen, at the end of the day, it always works out. What you put into the game is what you get out of the game. So if you go put in your 10,000 hours, that game going to love you back. And sometimes it's not in the form that you want it. You might not go drop 30. You might not mm-hmm. be a professional basketball player. You might not be a high major basketball player, none of that. But mm-hmm. that thing might put you in a position to meet somebody who's going to make you a million dollars. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it might not happen this year, but that work that you put in back when you was in high school, it may pay off 10 years from now, but it always pays off every single time. So I just want to say to everybody, you know what I'm saying, have faith in yourself, have faith in your God. God made you, and he made you perfect for what he wants you to do. So if mm-hmm. you don't if you don't believe in your
2: God, you know what I'm saying? That's the only thing I'm saying. Say. That's what I want to speak of. sir. Sir, again, appreciate you for hopping on with me, man. Again, AJ Cheeseman, new CAB Madeira signee. Good luck, of course, uh, in Portugal, uh, this upcoming year. Definitely probably catch up, get get you on for another episode, maybe a little check in, see how everything's going in over there. So, yes. um, like I said, appreciate you for coming on. Like, this was a joy. Um,
1: I appreciate you, dog. Yeah
2: i said lo- love to have you on we'll have you on again and um like i said pre- appreciate you again man and hope you enjoy the rest of your day thanks man peace of course well that wraps it up for today's episode guys appreciate you guys for tuning in again be sure to follow me on all social medias instagram is what the game means to me facebook what the game means to me and on twitter at WTGMTM podcast be sure to follow aj as well on twitter at 100k underscore buckets and our instagram at 100k dot buckets thank you guys again and see you next time